Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 189. We're going to spend a little bit more time today talking about positioning for defense and a way for us to help our players really understand the benefits of of understanding their positioning uh, at the start of every play. Before we do that, though, let's talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. And please take advantage of that EFP20 discount. You save an additional 20% and you help support the podcast at the same time. We really do appreciate Anderson. High-level piece of equipment. All their stuff is great, so make sure you go there and get your order and use that EFP20. Also, we need more people to become patrons. Go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. We're talking about $5, 10 or $20 a month. If you see value in what we're doing, you want us to be able to continue doing it, let's make sure that you uh, jump on board, become a patron. Again, thank you very much to the patrons that we have. You, all of it you helps are, greatly. Yeah. are amazing. With, without your support, we would have been shuttered and out of business a long time ago. But we are pushing hard in 2023. We want to get to be a break-even operation, and for that to happen, we probably need about 10 more patrons. So if you can, go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. So Don... We spent some time talking about defensive positioning a while back, and Stan raised a question that we talked about something uh, in that initial discussion that he thought needed a little bit extra fleshing out, maybe a little bit extra discussion. So something that we've always talked about with our team is when we're thinking about the jobs that a position player has to do, that we're trying to determine the best place for them to be on the field to be in a position to do that. One of the most important ones and the most obvious ones is if we have a runner at first base who is a threat to steal second base who's covering second base on the throw who's going to be taking the throw from the catcher and how should they be positioning themselves to make sure that they be there on time be there on time and we'll talk about being there in time here in, in just a second too but so let's first off let's talk about we talk about positive or negative distance Think about where you should be playing your position if you're the shortstop. Normally. Normally to defend against this hitter. If there was nobody on base, if there was nothing else going on, where would you want to be? Where would you want to be standing? Right-handed hitter that pulls everything. Or or even left-handed hitter. Really, really, it, it can change no matter what the situation is. But you look at that hitter. And you think, this is where I need to be. That's my quote unquote normal starting position. So anything that we do that pushes us away from that position, pulls us away from that position, makes us stand someplace else, can be negative distance. So let's say if I'm playing shortstop right now with this hitter up at the plate, I want to be exactly halfway between second second and third. So now when we start to talk about positive and negative distance, If I have to take one step towards second to make sure I can cover the steal, or two steps towards second, or three steps towards second to make sure I can be there in time to receive the throw to cover the steal, that's all negative distance. 
because it's taking me away from where I need to be or should be to be able to do the other part of the job that I have to be able to do. And so what we're always trying to help our players understand is we want them to have as much positive distance as they possibly can. So positive distance means being able to stay as close to the position you should be, as far away from the bag that you should be covering, and still be able to do both jobs effectively well. There's an ideal spot right? somewhere in there. And what ends up happening is for the vast majority of us, whenever we have to add in that second variable of covering a base, we overdo it. We overdo the negative distance because we start to doubt that we are going to be able to get there in time. We're worried that we're not going to be able to cover the distance that we need to. And so we cheat our positioning. We end up with negative distance to be in a better position to take the throw. And our goal is if that runner is going, we know she's going. So that becomes our primary play. But can we set ourselves up to have as much flexibility and to be able to cover as much ground as possible and still be able to cover the bag at second base. Tori, it sounds like we need to have a a very practiced notion of what we can and can't do and and what we can cover. And sometimes that can be tough. And and to overdo that, like you said, creates a a much bigger pocket or that negative distance that that we want to guard against. So being familiar and, and knowing what you can do I think is super important. And and that comes, I guess, with experience or with a lot of practice. With a lot of practice. So what we would always do is, just like we tried to talk it through here a second ago, is hand the shortstop a cone. Yeah, I want you to go stand where you want to stand right now and and have him go there. Got a runner on first. No, start off with no runner on first. No runner on, okay. So you're not thinking about anything but where you want to play. Where's your perfect spot? And... So put the cone down when it's this right-handed hitter who's third or fourth in the order. Good. Okay. Now all of a sudden, start by that cone. So now we're going to put a base runner on first base. Where do you want to go now? Now we put down a second cone. Now we put the fastest girl we have on our team, who's at first base, who probably is going to steal every single time she gets to first base. Where will Now you put play? a cone down where you would want to stand. For to, this player. To be able to get her. And start to let yep. them see the distance and the difference and how much space they are giving up to field a, a batted ball versus to be more comfortable getting to the base to cover it on the steal. It's a, an amazing thing, the look on the kids' faces when they would realize how much they had moved, how far away they were from where they really felt Thought like they, they wanted be. to be or mm-hmm. should be to play that position. And so then help them understand what positive and negative distance means and what we're giving up to do one thing to Just take to away from something another. that might not ever happen. Right. right. So, so that's the first thing. We want to make sure that we understand positive and negative distance. So positive distance is me being able to be as far away from the potential base I have to cover as possible and still feel like I can get there and to receive the throw. And now Don, you're a catcher. So you've thrown the ball to second base on on somebody stealing with nobody there th- right? thousands of times and you can share the feeling of terror when that ball's coming out of your hand and you see somebody running towards that spot but you're not sure they're going to get there yeah that 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 little bit of hesitation right right if we hesitate that's the difference in a competitive setting right because sure. i don't think you were a uh, stats person i don't think you were spending a whole lot of time laying in bed at night worrying about what your fielding percentage was wasn't a thing yeah but if you throw the ball to second base and nobody's there 
and it uh, goes rolling out to center field, and that runner goes all the way to third. Who gets the error? Well, Don. I'm, I'm sure that I'm in trouble yeah. by some notion. Yeah, so Don gets the throwing error, even though the throw might have been right on the bag, right where the shortstop or second baseman should have been to receive it. But because nobody's there to receive that throw, that ball's out in center field. That runner keeps right on going, goes to third base. Well, of course, there's got to be an error because they went to third. Now, there's no error on them being safe at second. That's just a stolen base. Right. So if nobody covers second and they stop at second, there's no error, but it's still a pretty embarrassing situation. For for all involved. For everybody. Yeah. If you well, make a great throw, it's like, hey. You know. Yeah. And if you're like some of us that didn't make very many great throws, you, you know, when you, you made that one there. great throw and, and it didn't lead to and nobody good, was it was there. kind of disappointing. Yeah. So we know that the idea of coordination of how we're going to do all these things is important. So positive distance is as far away from the bag as you can possibly be. And in some cases, you know, we can gain even additional positive distance because the players got confidence in their ability to cover. Tori, so, I like that you're talking about it, Tori, because I'm I'm seeing myself at shortstop as well. And in that event, knowing how much distance I've been giving up just to be able to cover second base, mentally I should be kind of anticipating having to go back in that direction right. to be where I was originally supposed to be, maybe. Right. Well, and what ends up happening, and the reason the cones are so valuable, if you put the cones behind the shortstop so she can't see them, while she's positioning, what you end up seeing is that the first pitch, we start off where the cone is. Second pitch, we're a little bit closer to second base. The third pitch, we're a little bit closer. The fourth pitch, we're a little bit closer because they keep cheating a little bit more and more and more because, again, they're not aware of the fact that they're doing it because nobody's ever talked to them about, well, the more distance you have, the closer you are to your normal position, the better for us to be. So, now, here's the other one I wanted to throw in into this discussion. I know we've talked about this before, but this is one of my crazy old man screaming at the clouds kinds of things. We have a runner at first base. That's our scenario that we've been talking about, positive and negative distance. Here's something that can help our shortstop or second baseman, whoever's covering the play, really gain a lot of extra positive distance, is if we understand that when the runner is stealing, that becomes our primary play. One of the biggest reasons why the whole uncovered base things happen is we spend all our time telling shortstop in softball that they have to wait until the ball gets past the hitter before they move. Well, the reason that we see so much negative distance for some shortstops is they've been taught that they don't go to hold, cover. Hold their ground. Yeah, they hold their ground until <clears throat> the ball gets to the catcher which means the only way they can cover second base is if they're starting off like five feet away from it. Right. Maybe 10 feet, maybe. Well, if we go back to our cones, the positive distance and negative distance markers, if we're going to wait until the ball's in the catcher's glove before we ever start to move to cover second base, we're nowhere near even the I'm cheating to cover cone. We're a lot closer to second base than that. So Here's my philosophy. This is what I've always thought. I've argued this with people hundreds of times. I'll continue to argue with it a hundred more. And we always laugh about the, why should the catcher back up first base on plays in the infield? And people want to argue that that's the stupidest thing ever. Well, here's something else that people always want to argue with me. No, she should be able to stay at her position until we know for sure whether the ball gets hit and still cover second base. And beat that girl that took off on the pitch. Right. So yeah. the, the girl that's, Got a 30-foot head start on her already. Full speed. Full speed. 
going to the same place that you now have to try to go 40 feet to get to from still from standing still or from your ready position. The math just doesn't work, folks. You can't do both well unless, as we said before, you're cheating like crazy in your positioning. So coaches, here's what I think you should be doing. If you're not doing this, I'm just going to tell you, I think you're wrong. If she's stealing, guess what we know for sure is happening? She is stealing. We don't know if somebody's going to hit we the ball. We don't, don't know. know if she's going to hit it. And if she does hit it, we have no idea where it's going to go because chances are she has no idea where it's going to go. So why put myself in a position where I'm going to do two things badly and not make a play on the thing that we know for sure is happening to protect against the thing that we think might? And so here's what's going to happen. If you start having your shortstop break to cover second base or your second baseman, whoever you're going to have cover on a steal, if you have them break when the runner breaks, you're going to throw out an awful lot more would-be base stealers, a lot more. Because your catcher's now making a really strong throw right to the bag because she's 100% confident that the shortstop's going to be there because she broke in enough time that she can get there, catch the throw, and actually make a tag. Right. So we're going to get an awful lot of outs where we never were getting them before. And we're still going to make more plays because the idea that we can now play closer to our regular positive distance position because we know we can break when the ball gets pitched when the runner breaks we're in a much better position to field a lot more ground balls so where do we get caught every once in a while your shortstop's going to break to cover and the hitter's going to hit it right where she was and everybody's going to freak out, go, oh my God, you got to play your position first. I can't believe you went to cover second base, da, 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 and all that stuff. And here's what you have to do. You look at the hitter, you say, hey, that's a great job of hitting. I, you know, congratulations. You just, you, know, you just did something that's really hard to do, and you should be proud of yourself. Tip your hat, and the other nine out of 10, you got her at second. Right. And all those times that you got the outs at second, Everybody wants to forget about those because of the one time that the shortstop broke to cover and the ball got hit right where she was standing. The game that we play is nothing but percentages and risk and reward and, and give and take. And so I'll take the play that I know for sure is happening 100% of the time instead of the play that might happen one out of 100. You know, we're not talking about the vast majority of hitters being so skilled that they can look at who's breaking to cover the base and on command, hit it to that spot. So even a 400 hitter, four out of 10 times, but those four are not going right. to that spot. I'll tell you all right now, yeah. you can all, all of you coaches, next time you have a practice, set up a scrimmage, put your very best hitter at home plate, and you can front toss to her. You can throw her the most hittable pitch you've ever thrown with a runner at first breaking to cover. And I want you to tell your very best hitter, I'm going to give you a dollar every time you hit it between these two cones where the shortstop should have been. Right. And every time you hit it between those two cones, I'm going to give you a dollar or a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars or whatever you want to say. And your very best hitter might hit it between those two cones on front toss a couple of times, give them a hundred pitches. And if they hit between those two cones, Five times, I'm going to give you a kidney. And let, let's see how many outs we get on the stolen base. Right. right. Versus out of those 100 pitches or 100 steals, how many times we throw somebody out. 
And the the reality of it is just so shocking. Now, it looks dumb. You look dumb when you break the cover and, and the ball gets hit where you were. But we know hitters can't do that on command. They cannot do it. If it happens, it's mostly, it's mostly yeah. dumb luck, yeah. right? And in some ways, it's a little bit dumb because you probably threw a pitch that made it easier for her to hit it there. Right. So, you know, all those things taken into account, fend the thing you know is happening, teach your position players positive distance, how to get as far away from the bag as they can possibly be, as close to where they normally want to play as they possibly can, and two good things are going to happen. We're going to start getting more plays on balls that get hit, and we're going to definitely get a lot more throwouts on attempted steals. And we do those two things. I think the one out of 100 that gets hit right where somebody was standing is not going to look like a very big problem. No, I think that's cool, at least to create that awareness, right, for your players. Right, and to help them understand because they don't, they don't understand it. And so because of that, start watching games, even watching some of these college games on TV, and all of a sudden you look up and the shortstop is seriously like three feet from second base with a right-handed hitter up. Right. Okay, so now they've probably got a little bit of scouting information, so maybe they're pitching her outside Away, right now and right. all that kind of stuff. But even still, you know part of the reason she's there is because of the, the potential steal. For sure. And so we just have to start to understand it and help our players understand it better and make better choices uh, on our coaching strategy. So, Don, that's going to wrap up number 189. Please make sure you take time to contact Anderson Bat, get your bats ordered up, use that EFP20 discount, become a patron if you can, go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. Coach Don and I really do appreciate the support. We need more of you to come on board. Also, make sure you reach out to us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com with questions, ideas, suggestions, uh, things you want us to talk about. And make sure you go to the fastpitchprep.com website and order your square cuts training discs. Check out the blogs and the YouTube channel. Tons and tons of information available for you there. So for Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tori saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.